Oh my god. It's football. My lord, the worst year of everyone's life. Is about to get better because football starts Thursday night. Let's go. No preseason, no net, and guess who's back? The one and only, the greatest handicapper on the fucking planet. Here he is. Can't miss Mitch. He is back with the Algo preview. I am Micah. Brad, hello to you. Hello. Do you like my uh, my mix board there? My sound effects and I'm, such? You know, it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes. I'm a little out of sorts, but uh, Mitch, how are you? Tell us what's happening. Are you not ready for some football? So uh, ready. Well, you know, Hank, you know, Hank Williams isn't ready for some football. He got fired again. They're no longer doing Hank Williams Jr. Again? on Monday nights this year. Yeah. What did he do this he time? He got fired again. I don't know. They're, they're, they want to show how hip they are, mm-hmm. so they're using a song by Little Richard this year. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Hank Williams Jr., I guess his friends were just too rowdy. They can't come over uh, during COVID times. Mitch... You are in Aspen, is that correct? We are dialing in from Colorado. Stuck, Mitch huh? is dialed in. He's stuck in a snowstorm, but he's still calling in to give you the Algo uh, Picks of the Week. We're going to try and get through this episode. If you're new to the podcast, if you weren't with us last season, here's how it's going to go. Uh, we're going to, Mitch is our, and we're going to talk about his algorithm here in just a moment, but uh, we're going to pick basically the five best games of the week. We're going to talk about them in depth in the NFL, and then we'll run through the rest of the games, see if Mitch has any hot takes. He'll also give his lock of the week. And uh, then tomorrow, or maybe Friday, Brad will Brad and I will be back with a quick college football preview this week. Uh, these games aren't very compelling uh, in college football, but pro football is here, and uh, we're excited about it. As always, Mitch is a serious handicapper. We'll talk about his records. We'll talk about the algorithm here in a sec. If you have friends that want to wager, or if you want to wager, please share this podcast with them. And if you want to wager, there's only one damn place to wager. Brad, tell them where it is. MyBookie.ag That's right. Hit the high porn. It's MyBookie. Use promo code BACKDOOR, one word, BACKDOOR, and they will double your first deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Brad and I have been in business with MyBookie for five years now. It's longer than Trump has been president. Uh, these guys are serious. They are legit. They pay out. They have the best user interface I've seen for any online wagering site. You can bet futures. You can bet live bets. You can bet everything in between. Football season is here. Winning season is here. MyBookie. Use promo code BACKDOOR. It's We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to it, but you better sign up right now and bet this Thursday night game because NFL kickoff is here. And we're going to have book. Mitch all season long coming on, giving us best bets. Like you're going to you're going to have uh, an expert angle for your bets. So get your get your deposits in now, uh, and then follow along with us throughout the season. And uh, it's winning season. Let's get rich. That's right. And if uh, you're you're back on, if you haven't listened when it hasn't been football season, uh, alert your friends. Can't miss Mitch is back, and so is backdoor cover football season all season long. Betting at my bookie using promo code backdoor. All right, all right. I could promote Mind of Micah. Uh, you should listen to that. We've got an awesome read of the week, and we should also check out Micah's read of the week, the newsletter. All right, no more promotional <laughs> post. No more promotions here. The rest of this episode will be brought to you commercial free. 
Mitch, introduce yourself for those who weren't with us last year. Tell us about your your strategies and about your methods and uh, what you like to do. Yeah, so um, for those of you that are new, uh, I created the VIA, otherwise known as the Value Index Algorithm. Uh, Years ago, I remember waking up and uh, it was a Sunday filled after a long day and night of drinking, uh, betting on a Hawaii midnight game, trying to chase my terrible college picks, um, figuring out if there was a way that we could use data to figure out if there's an advantage of of really creating our own line, right? And and predicting the score based off of data. And I was reading an article, there was uh, an investment banker who won the uh, super contest, um, which was put out in Vegas with with the best cappers. And the guy that ended up winning uh, had his own algorithm. And so I figured out through different data points, you know, points scored, at home offense versus on the road defense and such and um, critical players that were out. And and this algorithm is evolving and really to kind of give us an advantage over the current line, because what Vegas tries to do, um, everyone always says Vegas tries to get you to bet one way. That's, that's not accurate. What Vegas wants is a risk free return. And if they could have 500 people, on the Texans and 500 people on the Chiefs, that would be ideal for them. What they're trying to do or, is create a line where both sides... Or to, to interrupt you, just, Mitch, $500,000 on the Chiefs and $500,000 on, on the other sure, side. Sure, sure. Semantics. Um, but ulti- yeah, ultimately, they, they want the same amount of money on each side and collect that 10% of juice. So they've identified, um, you know, they've got their own algorithm... And so what we're trying to do is create our own line. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we get pretty close. Um, sometimes there's a wide advantage, uh, overwhelming advantage, but then other times with certain teams, you know, like the Dallas, um, maybe Green Bay, um, you might see some heavy action from Tampa and some new fandom there. Where, wherever there's uh, an immense fan base, um, generally you start to see um, – those lines uh, maybe swing one direction or another based on that fan base who's going to bet on that specific game. So um, we are going to be utilizing uh, data um, three weeks in. So the algorithm really doesn't kick in till week four. Um, So I want to be transparent. Uh, I'm going to give you picks based off of what I see. The initial data points that we typically have coming into week one come come off of uh, free season, but there's none of that. We've got no uh, data zero points data, other yeah. than last year. We've got zero data. So, you know, for the first couple of weeks, we're strictly going off of, um, you know, existing handicapping knowledge, looking at team dynamics, where their strengths are versus some of the weaknesses, and, and that's really what we're going to focus on uh, for the first few weeks until we really get into the, uh, BIA and the data points. And we'll, we'll go through once that BIA starts, um, we'll go through exactly what that, you know, that spread looks like versus what the BIA has it at. I'll give my picks, whether I'm against or for, 
And here's the thing with the algorithm. You're, you've got to be 100% with it or 100% against it because what, what we've seen, what I've tried to do, what we've seen others try to do was take certain games that you really like, compare that against the algorithm, and then either make it better or don't. And the way that the algorithm works and the reason the success it's had is you've got to bet every game. Um, and and that, that, that's a tough pill to swallow for many. But if you're going to do it and you're going to do it smartly, then you've got to get into uh, unit management. So, you know, set aside a budget, whatever, whatever that amount is, it's different for everybody. Like a weekly budget, And set budget, aside right? a unit mm-hmm. amount. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, if you've got a season budget, you want to have unit management, gotcha. right? And so if you can just get through, uh, you know, and bet smartly every unit on every game, the algorithm last year was just over 61%. It had some phenomenal Boom. weeks where when 11, 12, and, you know, one, I, I forget the exact, I don't have the data right in front of me because um, I am traveling, but uh there are some weeks that you know it's stuck and and you wish you went oppo um but we're you you've got to be for it and you've got to bet every game um if there's an overwhelming uh advantage on on one spread it doesn't necessarily mean that that game's a blowout and and but it does mean that 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 team is going to cover and win so hopefully i explained it uh, accurately. That was and, fantastic. You know, it's Mitch. been a while since we've we've been on the mic, so I hope there's not a whole lot of marbles in my mouth. Um, but any questions from you guys or things I need to elaborate more on? No, that was great. You sound like a fucking rocket scientist. So yeah. here it is. <laughs> well, to dumb it down incredible. for you. We're gonna have human picks weeks one through three. Starting in week four, Algo kicks in. What Algo does is predict the spread. We compare that with Vegas spread or with mybookie.ag spread, and then we pick games based on where the value's at, the value index algorithm. That's it. So that's how it's going and down. And as Mitch mentioned, he he hit 61% last year on on the, the algo, which uh, if you're at 55, you're making money. If you're at 60, you're one of the best handicappers in the world. Mitch at 61 last year. So let's get started. Uh, one last promotion. Go to my bookie and use Backdoor, because I know you're horny to gamble after <laughs> listening to that. Uh, I know I am. Uh, my bookie promo code Backdoor, one word. All right. Uh Storyline and news this week. We don't know anything. There have been no preseason games, obviously. This is the strangest NFL season we've ever had. Uh, There are only a handful of stadiums that are going to allow fans. We'll go through each of these games um, that do and don't. Uh, But we are all flying blind. Uh, The greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, is playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. The... Uh, Patriots, the greatest dynasty of the last generation, has a new quarterback. It's Cam Newton, a former MVP. Uh, the Chiefs bring back, I think, 22 of their 24 starters. Seem to be the overwhelming Super Bowl favorite. The Bears the are NFC, starting Mitchell Trubisky. That's a, arguably the yeah. best quarterback of all time. The NFC seems pretty much wide open. Uh, you've got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens with a chance to, uh, who dominated the regular season. Uh, they have a lot of revenge, although they lost uh, before they got to the Chiefs last year. So there are a lot of storylines, and we'll see how these things change. But as Mitch mentioned, we have no idea what to do. There, there's no no preseason games. We're here. 
the first game of the season. It is the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, hosting the Houston Texans. The line on my bookie uh, is nine points. The over-under is 54.5. There will be 16,000 fans in the stands here in Kansas City, uh, which sucks if you're a season ticket holder and you've waited 50 years for a Super Bowl and only a handful of people are going to be able to be there. There will be uh, imported crowd noise. Mitch, nine points, 54.5. How are you feeling about this? Yeah, I think it's just so early on um, for these offenses to get rolling. And, you know, I I might be going back on my my words first drive, but, you know, these teams have not had a whole lot of uh, prep time uh, for the preseason and whatnot. Um, Houston plus nine to me is something that looks really attractive. I think that line, although it uh, opened at 10, it's creeping towards nine. I think it could creep up closer to 10 by game time. And if you look historically at some of the way that Deshaun Watson, uh, although uh, he lost Hopkins this year, he still has a loaded uh, wide receiver field and uh, Cooks. He's got Fuller. He's got Stills. Um, I think Houston's going to be able to compete with them. um, And I see a seven-point game. Um, You know, I I don't see this game going over. I really don't. Um, I think there's actually going to be a trend maybe towards the unders uh, this weekend just by how rusty some of these offenses might be. Timing is everything. That quarterback wide receiver timing, that offensive lineman timing, I think there's going to be penalties all over the place. Um, So I really like, um, you know, uh, Houston to cover. And I don't think this is going to be uh, a game where we see a uh, an over total here. Yeah, the the line on my book, he actually crept up to nine and a half now. So it's uh, trending in the direction you said. You think it'll be at maybe 10 by the time this kicks off. And I'm with you, man. I, it, just going from zero to 100, Kansas City's super powerful of an offense. But yeah, you're asking a whole lot. That's a lot of points versus a Houston Texans offense that, that can really go as well. So I'm with you, man. I like that. Um, so you, you'd, roll, you'd roll with the Texans, huh? I do, and it feels counterintuitive because you look at KC, how loaded they are, how explosive they are offensively. Um, it's hard to think that uh, Houston can keep up, but let's let's not forget what happened last year in the playoffs, right? Houston went up quite a bit, and KC battled back, right? Yeah. Am I? Am I? I mean. That did happen, right? It's been a crazy year, and <laughs> it was my uh, memory it was about is twelve years ago. Foggy. But yeah, it's, I think that is how the the game uh, storyline played out in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean the the Chiefs uh, at times seemed lackadaisical, even in the playoffs. They came back from from deficits in all of the games, and they just know that they've got the most explosive offense ever, or you know by some measure with the greatest quarterback to ever play the position by some measure. Um, but I think you're I, onto I, something, I think I, man. I think I'm with Mitch here. This seems like a touchdown game to me. Uh, nine seems like a lot. And and Mitch, since even though there will be 16,000 people there, home field advantage has got to be diminished here. Am I right? Even even though the Texans are traveling to the game, you've got to think that that, that crowd noise is going to be less than it would be otherwise. And if this is a, a typically a three-point home field advantage bump, maybe it's a point this year, maybe it's two points. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, and, and that's going to be interesting in, in how um, we'll see over time and as the season progresses where the algorithm does factor in 
uh, a home team advantage. And so um, we're going to see how that, that that's affected because, you know, there might need to be some tweaks there over time. Um, it, it's definitely going to be an unorthodox year um, across the board. I think with professionals, um, they may not be as phased with, with, you know, the home noise, but it, I think more mm-hmm. so it's travel, right? I think, you know, it's, yeah. it's the travel, it's being, um, you know, it's really not being at home and being comfortable. And these guys can, can play in, in high pressure situations. Um, so, you know, uh, granted without the, the crowd noise, it, you, you talk about pumping in that, that fan noise, I guess, what were you saying? 70 decibels. What, what, what does mm-hmm. that do? You know, do, do, are we going to still see the same mistakes uh, on the O line? Are we going to still see, um, you know, people jump, uh, on offsides and I, I, it, it'll, it'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I don't think home field Casey and Arrowhead it's, we're definitely not going to see uh, a traditional home field advantage that we've seen over the no years. Doubt. One more factor that right. that should go, go into, ahead, uh, to consideration. It's going to be 58 degrees and there's a 70% chance of rain in uh, Kansas city that night. Ooh. So, I mean, that supports more and more of the, the offensive struggles uh, that, that we're predicting just because of, the ramp up to the season has been non-existent. So, yep, interesting stuff here. Good call, Brad. All right, looking on to Sunday, we've got, we always talk about this, nine early games, uh, noon Central Time, you know, 1 o'clock Eastern, I guess. Uh, Three late afternoon games, and, of course, there's a Sunday nighter and two Monday night games in week one. Uh, A very good Sunday night game, decent Monday nighters. the early games are pretty good. There's a bunch of them. The late games are okay. Uh, you know, normally we say if you got to give up one window to to go to Home Depot with your wife, uh, pick one. Not this week. It's it's week one of the NFL season. We're all buckled in for seven hours of commercial free football with NFL Red Zone. Am I right? You right. Yep. Thank you. That's all I was looking for. All right. Let's talk about the best early games this week. The Packers are a two and a half point underdog. In Minnesota, the over-under is 45.5. That's, of course, a retractable roof, so there won't be any issues with weather, I don't believe, uh, unless they're going to open that thing. Um, but I, I don't believe so. The our, wait, the Vikings play the first two home games, and they will not have fans present. So no fans hosting the Packers here. Uh, Vikings a slight favorite at home. In the words of Kirk Cousin, you like that, Mitch? <laughs> um, that was man, lame. I'm I, sorry. Uh, I apologize. That that uh, that was that was a fake laugh, Micah. Um, but uh, I'll tell you about Kirk Cousin. Uh, I went to the NFL Award Show. I go just about every year, and I went. Um, uh, I guess it was 2019. Uh, where uh, Minnesota's tight end was the – he was up for man of the year. And uh, I got to walk the red carpet with uh, my buddy who does the uh, – he's the house band for the NFL Awards show every year. And I, I looked at uh, big old Kyle, met his family, and I was like, who's the nerdy guy that's with him? And he was about my size. So I was like, who's this little twerp? <laughs> um, paid zero attention to this guy the entire time. Well. Yeah, that guy was Kirk Cousins, um, and who was the highest-paid quarterback and guaranteed money uh, up until uh, Mr. Mahomes and 
and Deshaun Watson. So it was pretty funny. I, I, I don't, I don't think Kirk Cousins is that great. I think he uh, is tremendously overpaid for, for what he is. Um, I love Green Bay here as a dog, Ooh. by the way. I mean, I love – you, you got to think, the Vikings have massive home field advantage, um, and that's not going to be true. The Packers, they were 13-3 and three last year, and they did not seem to have that great of a year. Right, I it mean, it seemed like a shitty um, year. It was a shitty year. It seemed that way at um, least, but thirteen three, nobody's ever going to scoff at that. So I, you know, I do, I do like that. Um, I like, I even like the money line here, but I'm taking the points here with Green Bay. Nice. What do you think, Micah? Uh, I don't know what to think. As we talked about last year, the Packers seem to be one of the shakiest thirteen and three teams in the history of the NFL. Um, but they've had a quiet off season. I don't know much about the Vikings, except they traded their best wide receiver. Uh, you know, I don't really have a great feel for this, but I, I think the Packers were a better team last year, and I think in week one it's probably best to bet on the better team. So I'll take the Pack. Okay. Brad, it's going to be 72 and sunny uh, Sunday afternoon in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, I think experience here takes everything, and you've got uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Cousins here, and uh, his time. Rodgers, I have my money on him and his timing. Yeah, and he's, day of the he's week. pissed too, right? Like that's one of the storylines going into the season. That's is, true. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, I think when in doubt, taking Aaron Rodgers is always a good idea, especially think, when he's Brett? cucked. Yeah, I'm going with Rodgers. Angry, angry Rodgers over Cousins. Um, yeah, he's he's superior. He's he's more alpha. I I think uh, every time I've bet on Green Bay for like the last three years, they've lost. So that's troubling. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I I feel the uh, the Green Bay crew this year. I think they're going to be good. All right, let's move on. The Browns, uh, OBJ's Cleveland Browns, a seven and a half point dog at the Ravens. The Ravens were the most exciting and perhaps most dominant regular season team last year. Uh, you've got a year of tape on on uh, Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP. Can they do it again? Can they uh, dominate it the way they did last season? The Browns were expected to take a step forward last year. Of course, they didn't because they suck. Um, but new, new coaching staff, um, OBJ now apparently likes to be shitted on. That's the quote. And, uh, That's some disturbing news. He's got to be pretty glad that there aren't going to be any fans because uh, that's going to be that's going to be uh, unfortunate for him when he starts going on the road. Especially if you the play Ravens for the Browns, play, you play for the Browns and you're into getting shit on. So the Ravens will play in an empty stadium for at least the initial part of the season, including Game One. Uh, Mitch is seven and a half on my bookie. Too many points. Um. Yeah. That. That. Uh, I think Baltimore overwhelmingly um, that line opened up nine. It is trending back towards the Browns. Um, th- is a, this is going to be a tough assignment to contain uh, Baltimore speed, contain Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think Baltimore is, is probably going to roll pretty easily um, against uh, a overhyped uh, Cleveland team. And unlike you, Micah, uh, I love Baker. I love his energy. Um, he just can't do this on his own. And uh, Baltimore is going to be too much for him. Yeah, and you look at like the timing thing we talked about with the Texans like and 
the passing game being something that'll probably be you know slow to ramp up as the season gets going. Baltimore's got the best running offense in the in the entire league, right? So you would think that that bodes well for them. All of that being said, I like the Browns here, man. I think that they're coming out swinging this year. Uh, I think Freddie Kitchens held them back last year in a big, big way. I think Nick Chubb gets going. I think OBJ gets going, maybe gets shit on his chest right before the game, gets gets hyped. Uh, I, I, I like Cleveland to bounce back this year. So I think seven and a half is a lot. Um, Baltimore's got huge expectations on them this year. Uh, they don't want to become like the Milwaukee Bucks of the NFL and keep losing, having huge regular season wins and then and then losing out in the playoffs. So I don't know. I'm riding Cleveland. I am riding with Baltimore. The forecast is scattered thunderstorms on Sunday in Baltimore. I think that rain helps, gets that running game going. I think Baker and the Browns have shown that they are willing, are they're predisposed to self-destruct. And they are clearly an underdog here. They're not the better team. I think Baltimore asserts their dominance, and the Browns make some mistakes. Bake throws three picks, and the Ravens roll in this one by two touchdowns. All right, uh, let's go to the afternoon window. The biggest game here, and perhaps the best game of the, of the, the week, especially uh, maybe the, you, you can make an argument for the Thursday game, but the most anticipated uh, Sunday game is the Bucks a three-and-a-half-point underdog at New Orleans. The over-under on this game is 49 points. Uh, Tom Brady. I mean, that's there's your, your headline. And Gronk. Tom Brady. And, you know, and Gronk as well. But when the greatest football player of all time, perhaps, uh, changes teams, that's the story. Will there be fans? That's an offense with tons of weapons, tons of weapons, tons of weapons <laughs> against the Saints, a team with tons of weapons. There will be no fans in attendance for this game inside the Dome. Um, this uh, division rivalry, the Saints have lost, I believe they lost to the Bucks last year, at least two, maybe two years ago at home in week one. They did. Uh, they don't like each other. 49 is your over-under in the Dome. Mitch, where are you on this one? Man, um, I can't wait for this game. And uh, my my admiration for, for Tom Brady is beyond. Uh, I've got the GOAT tattooed on my arm. I've been the, the last four Super Bowls uh, that he's uh, been a part of. Um, I hate to see him throw a pick on the uh, his last throw as a New England Patriot. That, that definitely hurt my heart. Um, and so I look at Tampa Bay's offense uh, being a very talented group, very talented group of wide receivers. Um, they are loaded with speed. This is a much better core than Tom Brady uh, has thrown to probably since the days of of Moss, Hernandez, uh, and Gronk. Um, I mean, he just, he, he's got a great offense, but guess what? This is a two-sided uh, football team. You've got a phenomenal offense, and you've got a very young defensive core in Tampa Bay. Um, and I actually had the privilege of sitting next to their uh, rookie safety at the time who went to Pitt. Uh, I sat next to at the NFL award show. I sat next to Jordan Whitehead. The guy's a stud. He's going to be something. Uh, his work ethic is beyond, and uh, they're they're really impressive. But they're just young; they're not going to be able to keep up with uh, that same speed. And so, when you look at this line, um, I think this line is is actually a lot less than what it should be. You know, you're only seeing a four and a half point spread on an opening line that dropped to three and a half. We might even see three. Reality: this is a six point spread. New Orleans Ooh. probably by double digits. 
Ooh, um, wow. And that is a strong, strong pick. And you're looking at public money right now. Public money, 98% of public money is on Tampa. That's, 98%. Crazy. That's a red this flag. Is, this, is, this is not the same Rob Gronkowski that we know. Gronkowski, a full year of football out. He's much slimmer. Where Gronkowski, uh, where he really separated himself was on the line, right? That size, you didn't know if he was going to stay in and block or they were going to spread him out, and then you had that mismatch. But he's small. He's a lot skinnier, and I think it's going to be manageable for uh, maybe even a free safety safety uh, to cover Gronk quite easily without that weight. So I do love New Orleans here. Not to mention there's a ton and, of unknown with Tampa, like as we yeah, just it's covered. True. And, and, Go ahead. Gronk at the uh, sorry, Gronk at the end was slow and beat up too. So he's a guy who is doesn't have superior size, who at this point in his career doesn't have superior speed. We'll see if he's a little healthier and and we we don't know what kind of shape he's in. He could be jacked up again because we haven't seen any preseason. Go ahead, Brett. Uh, that that pretty much covers it. But I mean, even their their backfield is in question now that they just picked up Leonard Fournette. So almost every key position on offense other than the receiving core has has changed and so it's just such an unknown um I think you take that into account with a weaker defense or younger defense I should say New Orleans I mean led by uh Drew Brees been there forever you got Kumara you got you know they have they're just a more known quantity from where I'm sitting and so that's why I feel more comfortable riding with them that being said I'm not betting on this game I'm really excited to watch this game, but I I don't I think this is a stay away for me just because there's just too much unknown for for my tastes. I love it. I'm on the Bucks. I just think it's a field goal game. These are division rivals. I don't think Tom Brady loses by more than a field goal in his first game. Uh, the over under number 49. I think this could be the the game that goes over this week. Uh, this could be 28 27, kind of a shootout. Um, in the dome in good conditions, lots of mistakes, maybe a pick six here and there, but I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, also looking forward to the Dallas Cowboys go into the first game in the new Rams stadium, whatever, I forget what it's called. The Cowboys go in as a three point favorite, um, on the Sunday night game, Sunday night football. You're trash. Am I doing that right? Yeah. Close enough. Uh, SoFi stadium in Inglewood, no fans there. Your Dallas Cowboys a three-point favorite, which is enough to make me horrified as a Cowboys fan. Uh, Cowboys do have most of their pieces back, uh, especially in offense. Uh, a very talented roster coming off of a, a terribly disappointing season. They don't have the ginger fuck as their quarterback anymore, which is great news, or their head coach, I should say. Um, Mike McCarthy is there. The jury is out. We've seen the Rams on hard knocks. Uh Sean McVay is ripped, and that's pretty much the extent of, of what I've learned. Uh, Jared Goff still the quarterback there. They have now lost some of their pieces of that Super Bowl run with Todd Gurley not there. Uh, Aaron Donald's still a beast in the, in the middle. Uh, Mitch, what do you think here? First game in the new stadium, over-under only 51.5 here. Or not over, not only, but 51.5. Perhaps the highest yeah, so, this, this week. Or actually, the Chiefs in Texas so, 54, but... 51.5. I, I, so th this could be a push here, honestly. Um, I think there's there's better. This has push written all over. Um, this is a three-point game. Um, Rams lost a lot of key components last year. Um, I think I'm not a big believer in, in Goff. I am a big believer um, 
and, and Zeke, and I do like Dak, um, but I do like the Rams defense. So I, I got to be honest with you. Um, if I if you have a gun to my head here, I, I am I'll lean um, to to Dallas uh, laying the three, but I could easily seeing this be being a field goal game. Um, I really don't think there's an advantage um, for. Uh, for, for Dallas cover and that spread. So if you're going to take it, um, you know, that line's at three, maybe buy it down to two and a half. Um, but I don't love this game. I think this is going to be Zeke's year. Because if you think about it, bars have been closed in Dallas for months now. He couldn't go out partying. Uh, he comes into the season out of the limelight, healthy, uh, kind of had a bad season last year, but really it's time for a bounce back for him. Dax, Got his contract. Line, he, he got signed. In, uh, he signed his contract, right, Micah? Prescott. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke got paid last year. Dak Prescott is who I'm talking about. Oh now. no, no, Dak is did not get his long term. That's deal. right. He did. He's playing for like 36 million under the franchise. Sorry. Mm. No, you're good. So he's getting paid. He's getting generational fucking wealth this season, but he did not get the big. He's big, on that, big that money. Kirk Cousins yeah. franchise tag plan. So that's, that's I don't know. True. I like Dallas here. I like Zeke coming out and being good all year long. Um, I'm. I'm very, very excited for uh, the head coaching change. McCarthy's going to do wonders for that that offense and that unit as a whole. So uh, I'm probably going to stay away from this one as well, as Mitch said, but very, very excited about this game uh, just for general interest. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys are the better team here, um, but it's scary as a Cowboys fan. I don't trust them as a, as a road favorite. There are quite a few road favorites this week, by the way. Um, which we'll get to at the end, but I, I, this scream stay away here. I think if there's a gun to my head, uh, I'm running with the Cowboys. Same. Who am I kidding? I'm not, I'm not you know, I can't pick up against the boys. All right, who's next on the agenda? Uh, that's it for the Sunday games we're going to pick. We're going to run through all the rest in a lightning round situation. Uh, there are two Monday night games. Brad and I will break those down Monday when we we get an episode. The Steelers minus six at the Giants, another road dog, uh, a road favorite, I should say. Titans at Broncos, two and a half, another road do- uh, road favorite. I'm foolish. Uh, any quick takes on the? We'll we'll get in. Brad and I will pick those on Monday. But Mitch, you have any thoughts on Steelers at Giants or Titans at Broncos? Yeah. Look, I mean. Um... Uh, Jones was uh, three and one against the spread in his last four games. Um, you know, I, I I like the Giants actually to cover that six. Ooh. And in fact, for a a big dog, I think um, there's a chance that the Giants could actually uh, come out on top. This is going to be um, a low scoring game. Um, Saquon breaks one. This is Ben's, you know, he's on the comeback trail. I don't know what he's going to look like, but these defenses are very, very good. Um, and this, so this line opened up at Pittsburgh minus three, jumped out to six, and I think six is just too much um, because this is going to be a sloppier game, and I think the Giants can control it uh, if they get Saquon moving. So I do like the Giants here plus the, plus the six. Ballsy. I should mention both of these games will be played in empty stadiums. Uh, neither the Giants nor Broncos will have home fans uh, to start the year. All right, we're going to run through the rest of the games. If you've got a strong take on any of them, uh, feel free to interrupt. We'll start with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's gonna We're going to make that mistake a thousand times this year. Three-point road favorites at the Panthers. Uh, 
shocking to me that the Raiders would be road favorites against anybody based on last season. They're getting a little bit of love uh, as a possible wild card team. Marcus Mariota is not playing; is on the IR for the first three weeks. So you're going to get Derek the Beta Man Carr. Any thoughts on this one? I, I man, this is this is a tough game to cap. I, I'm 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 staying away. If, if you got to stay a, away from a, me too. Gun to my head. Yeah, this is this is a complete stay away. I, I have no idea what to. I expect. think this is the the worst um, game of the. Se- this is the worst game of week it, one. Um, so we'll, it, it we'll just be. keep moving here. Bears, uh, a three point underdog at the Lions. Lions, a three point favorite at home. Lions starting to get a little bit of buzz in that division with uh, Patricia starting to get settled. Um, any thoughts on this one? Bears with with MVP Mitch at quarterback. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to uh, go with Patricia. Um, he's gotten a couple key uh, pieces. Um, they're still not going to be a, a phenomenal team. Um, Chicago, to me, is, is trending uh, the wrong direction. Trubisky is definitely not um, the, the, the long-term fix for, for that organization. Um, this is a lower-scoring game. I give the defensive advantage to Detroit um, and uh, – yeah, I, I I I think I think Detroit uh, can pull out a win here, so I'm I'm definitely gonna head that direction. I mean Stafford mm-hmm. versus Mitch, that's pretty a pretty easy pick, and then also the running back for uh, for the Bears is out, so they've got question marks all over the field. Uh, I like I like the uh, the Lions. You've also got the Bills, a team that's gotten a lot of hype to finally break through and win the AFC East this season. Getting or uh, giving six and a half points as a favorite at home versus the Jets in another division game. Mitch, before you can, I want to hear what you think about the game. Also, do you think the Bills are going to win the division? Is this the year? Are, are we talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, are we talking about the Bills game? Yeah, Bills. Yes. Do you think the uh, Bills, Bills are going to win the division? Six and a half point. Six and a half point favorite against the Jets, and then do you think this is the year the Bills win the AFC East? They could be. They've got to me. They've got the most impressive, uh, complete team. Um, I love their running back situation. Uh, I think uh, Motor Devin, Devin Singletary, uh, proud FAU alum, is is definitely going to be uh, a shifty running back for years to come. They've got the speed on. Uh, offense, um, yeah, I, and their defense is, is phenomenal. So I, I do think this is a, a great uh, – this will be their best opportunity uh, in all the years since Tom is is now gone. Um, but let's see what happens. I mean, you know, let's see if, if Bill and, and uh, Cam can, can get things going. But um, specifically with this game, Buffalo is absolutely going to destroy the Jets. <laughs> Nobody wants to be – a jet right now. Um, they've got uh, players who are against their coach. Um, this is going to be a mess for the Jets. I think this is this is one of those games where you're going to look up in the first quarter and you could see a 17 nothing first quarter. Mm. Um, I love Buffalo here. Nice, love it. Uh, Seattle, a two point road favorite at Atlanta. Any thoughts on that one? Look, 61% of the public right now is on uh, Seattle 
And um, I think Atlanta's got a team. I really do. Um, I don't think the, you know, it, they're clearly favoring Seattle quite a bit. I mean, if this is maybe a neutral field, maybe it's a six, seven point um, uh, spread. Um, I, I like I like Seattle too. Um, I, I think these are both very good teams. This, this to me is going to come down to the last possession, just like feels like every Russell Wilson game where whoever has that, uh, ball last. Um, I think they've got a lot of great pieces. Um, and, uh, this, this is a tough one to cap. It, it, it really is. Um, if I've got a lean, I'm going to lean Seattle. Um, but, this is probably a stay away for me. I don't see any over overwhelming advantage on either side. Um, you might as well flip a coin, honestly, because it's going to be about who has that last possession, in my opinion. Love it. Falcons also no fans in the stands. Uh, neither will Lions, Panthers, or Buffalo. Uh, the Dolphins at Patriots, Mitch, we should uh, give a disclaimer, is a Patriots homer. Pats giving six and a half at home against the Dolphins. So uh, Dolphins, six-and-a-half-point dogs in New England, the start of the Cam Newton era. Mitch, I know you've got thoughts on this game, so go. Yeah, I mean, I it, it, I haven't seen the team. I don't even know this team. I don't even know what I'm about to watch. I, don't, I haven't seen Cam Newton uh, throw a pass as a Patriot, even in preseason. I don't know what to expect. Here's what I do know. I know that Bill Belichick is the man. He is the absolute NFL guru. Six and a half points might be too much. New England definitely wins this game. Um, so I don't know if this is, you know, I don't know if I'm betting that six and a half uh, point total. I think it might be uh, a little too high. Um, Miami's not a horrible team. They've, they've got some components of, of uh, that team that, that make it special and could handle it. So, you know, how does, how does Cam rebound? But, you know, I am a homer here. Um, if I'm taking this game, uh, I'm buying it down uh, to four, four and a half, uh, and maybe feel a little bit better about myself, um, knowing that New England has a very, very strong defense, uh, and we've got Bill Belichick. So that's all I have to say about that game. You know, my corollary will be is the same as it always is. You don't, when in doubt, you don't bet against Bill Belichick. You feel like an idiot when you lose that game. And it seems like a stay away, but I, I just don't see how anyone could take the Dolphins. Uh, moving on, Colts, an eight-point road favorite against the Jags. The Jags look like perhaps the worst team in football. Um, Gardner Minshew is your starter. Colts, Jags. With uh, Philip Rivers and 19 kids going to Jacksonville, playing in front of an empty stadium. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. The Jaguars are actually going to have 17,000 people. Mm. Uh, the Jags are the other team that will have fans this week. So, uh, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, um, I don't even. I, I couldn't name several players on uh, Jacksonville other than the obvious. Uh, I don't know who this team is. Um, I really don't. But I think I think that line is probably uh, indicative of, of what we might see. Um, you know, I, I see probably a seven point touchdown uh, differential. Even though you're thinking, wait, how can how can this happen? But Philip Rivers, um, he's got some weapons. I just I don't know anything about this Jacksonville team. Uh, I love to see them play. They've lost critical components 
Um, you know, Fournette, if Fournette had been playing, maybe that changes. But I don't even know who backs this team up. How are they going to respond? How are they going to – I just don't – I have no idea. Um, Phillip Rivers with a new team, how does he respond? You've obviously – you know, when I look at this, clearly Indianapolis is the better team. Um, you know, they've got advantages all over the field uh, on offense. I mean, you look at – they're stacked at wide receiver. I love Taylor. I love Mack. Um, Obviously, you've got Hilton, uh, Jack Doyle at tight end. I think these guys are great. Um, so it's, you know, I just, I don't know what to expect uh, from, on the Jacksonville side. This is stay away from me. It's a lot of points. Uh, Philadelphia, six-point road favorite at the Washington professional football team. That's what they're actually called now. Uh, a lot of points here in a division game. The Eagles at the Skins, or well, the former Washington Redskins, at the, the Washington professional football team, at the, the W's, uh, in front of no fans, which shouldn't be much different than most Washington games. Uh, any thoughts on this? Six points a lot. The division game, um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot to go off of, but um, if I'm taking this game, um, I, I'd go with Washington here uh, with the six points. Um, these games tend to be a lot closer than what they look like on paper, and, and I, I deal with Washington here. Yeah, I think I agree on the uh, on that point. Uh, Brad, I don't know if you have any thoughts, but I like the division game aspect of that. feels like a trash game. game. Yeah, I'm with you guys, though. Uh, yeah, division Chargers, Chargers, a three-point favorite at Cincinnati. We get the beginning of the Joe Burrow era. Uh, a true rookie quarterback without any preseason games. Uh, Mitch, you have any thoughts on that one? Again, the I've Chargers actually got my be, lock of the week on who this knows, one. Who are the Chargers starting? I'm sorry, what's that? Uh, uh, so uh, this is actually um, my lock of the week. Um, Ooh. So Ooh. Um, I, I actually love the under here, um, which is already a low uh, total. Um, this would be um, going against a, a short side with almost uh, a three-and-a-half-point movement from 46 and a half down to um, seeing books at 43 points. So um, this to me is under all over um, a, a very mediocre uh, quarterback. I think Tyrod Taylor's um, heading up. Tyrod Taylor, yeah. you know, he, he's mm-hmm. good. He can manage. Um, but this is, this game is all about defense. Um, and I love the under, they're going to run the ball, uh, make sure that Burrow doesn't, get himself into too many too much trouble but this game is all about the under i could see you know a a uh a 20 to 10 game no problem no problem i love the under all right and last game of the week uh again we'll talk about the monday nighters on monday cardinals a nine point road dog at the 49ers uh any quick thoughts on this one i'm sure a seven point um Oh uh, yeah, I, I see seven too. I don't know what I'm talking about. Niners Niners a seven point favorite against the Cardinals. Another division game. Um, you're you're you know, this with Cliff. Is tough. Yeah, this this is this is tough. I mean, does San Fran have that Super Bowl hangover? Um, and and dev- be devastated from that lead, similar to what happened to the Falcons. You know, they really had a complete. Team, um, and then all of a sudden, Atlanta fell off the face of the earth since twenty-eight to three. Um, I like Arizona's upside here. Um, I really do. 
Um, I don't know if the seven is enough. Um, to me, this is a seven-point game. I don't see any advantage. Um, yeah, this I seems like this one I might buy a, a touchdown. I might buy a point. Yeah, this seems like it That's the direction I, I would lean. If I'm going to buy a point, I'd buy it up on Arizona or wait for this line to move up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Arizona. If, if there's a, if, you know, if this was the, the algorithm and the algorithm had uh, Arizona uh, by, um, you know, to lose by seven and a half and a half point difference, they could that could be enough uh, in this game. I'm so pumped for this. I would, uh, I would, I would, I would I'm pumped for the Cardinals' offense this year. You know, one more year under uh, Kyler Murray's uh, belt, we got DeAndre Hopkins. KK. I think he mm-hmm. just. I think he just negotiated the most rich contract of a wide receiver in NFL history on his own without an agent. I believe I read that somewhere. Uh, I I think that uh, the Cardinals are going to be super fun to watch this year. Going up against a stout defense in San Francisco, it's going to be a really good game to watch. I'm pumped for this one, but uh, yeah, hard to hard to predict or project against that seven point spread. It's a whole lot of points, but um, pumped for it regardless. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we already gave you Mitch's can't-miss lock of the week. The Chargers-Bengals under 46. Even if it's under 43, that's Mitch's lock. Uh, the other games that we picked together, we all like the Texans, plus nine. We, uh, we're we split on Ravens and... Uh, let's see. Yeah, we're, we're split on the Ravens. We're split on the Packers and Vikings. Uh, but the whole squad is on the Cowboys. So... There you go. There's our consensus picks. Mitch, thank you for being here. Brad, you're the man. We will get this thing going. See you guys next week. We love you. Uh, Check out my bookie. Use promo code BACKDOOR. Until next time. Mm, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.